0: You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA Senior Director of Policy Communications, and we are coming to you today from the Department of Transportation Headquarters in Washington, D.C., and joining us are Allison Rivera, Executive Director of Government Affairs for NCBA, and Kevin Kester, NCBA's President, and a fifth-generation California rancher. Now, we are here at the Department of Transportation Headquarters um, because the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, the FMCSA, if that ever rolls off my tongue, I know I've been in Washington uh, too long. I probably already have, honestly. Um, But the FMCSA held a public listening session today uh, into some proposed regulations that they have proposed on Uh, rulemaking for hours of service regulations, which essentially govern how long truckers can drive, um, you know, hauling things uh, across the country. Allison, what happened here today? Um, What's being proposed and what was NCBA's message to uh, the FMCSA?
1: Today was a listening session that uh, gave haulers uh, of all kinds the opportunity to present their thoughts uh, in general on what's going on in the trucking industry, if you will, um, but specifically on a proposed rulemaking. I think the bigger thing here is that FMCSA has opened their doors and has had multiple listening sessions around the country. Uh, Today's was was the last of many, Um, and it's given haulers the ability to, um, to, to share their concerns and to share some thoughts on flexibility. Flexibility was the biggest message that you heard from haulers today.
0: Okay. Now, Kevin, um, you also spoke up um, at the at the listening session, um, and you were able to talk a little bit about your personal experience. And of course, you're a you're a cow calf operator from Central California. I've been out to your property. It's a beautiful piece of the world. Um, can you just talk about why why the current hours of service regulations are are a challenge? And uh, you, you mentioned uh, how you'll often have to have uh, cattle transported to a feedlot in Nebraska, for example, and and so this obviously affects you firsthand. Can you talk about why changes are necessary uh, to these regulations?
2: Absolutely, because the rules have always been in existence. What is changing is the, the requirements of how you report that. So with the electronic logging devices, um, we want to make sure that as those rules are enforced that uh, we are not at a competitive disadvantage on the West Coast, in California and the other West Coast states, as well as our fellow producers in Florida and the East Coast here out of Washington, D.C. A lot of animals go to the Midwest. And so, for example, I sold our uh, set of steers and heifers this year yearlings to a place in uh, Nebraska. And that's over a 1,500-mile haul. So we want to make sure that uh, family operations like myself uh, have the best opportunity when DOT finalizes their rules in the future for us to be able to stay in business at the least competitive disadvantage that we have to come under. So we're educating and doing outreach with the Department of Transportation to educate them on the aspects of livestock hauling and all the animal welfare issues and things that come with that so
0: they can use common sense approaches to whatever final rulemaking they come up with. Okay and then Allison of course this is separate from legislative activity. This is an administration's rulemaking, proposed rulemaking, um, up about a mile up South Capitol Street, there is the U.S. Capitol, and that's where Congress meets. That's the legislative process, and there's, there's hours of service and electronic logging device action up on Capitol Hill. Uh, the House has gone home, I guess, for the, until the election, uh, but there'll probably be a lame duck uh, that'll get us through the end of the year. What's, can you just give us an update of, on where changes stand up on Capitol Hill?
1: So, obviously, we've been working this issue in in two different ways. We've been working with the agencies on things like today where we're talking about split sleeper bursts, which which would just be a tool in the toolbox of getting our haulers where they need to go. But we're going to continue to work with Congress on the things that we need to see. We still have legislation that's moving. Um, You know, we still have many members of Congress that are supportive of the flexibility needs in the livestock hauling community. And also we still have an ELD exemption that Congress will need to extend past December 7th of this year. We believe they will and we'll continue to stay on top of them until that gets done.
0: Okay. And, and finally, Kevin, um, this is a little bit different than the legislative hearings. I know you've testified on a number of issues, NAFTA and everything up on Capitol Hill. This was a much less structured um, public listening session. I guess it wasn't officially testimony, but we had representatives of truck small trucking companies, uh, organizations, nonprofits that use truck drivers to transport, uh, as you do, your product to get it to market or, or down the food chain. Um, it seemed a lot more freewheeling. There was no list of uh, of uh, witnesses, people were able to get up. I think NCBA was the only um, cattle uh, association that was that was present and and spoke today. Uh, what did you think about it? And um, if you could tell. Um, FMCSA Administrator Ray Martinez uh, one thing about how the hearing went, uh, what would you tell him? In fact, I did have a chance to talk to
2: Administrator Martinez after the hearing here, so I complimented him on the outreach efforts and for them taking the time to gather information from all parts of the country. This was like a listening session number five and the last one that they're conducting on uh, this uh, topic, so I congratulated them on being open and listening to us and, and made sure that he knew he Wasn't going to see the last of us. We were going to keep uh, outreach to him and education. So uh, when they make their decisions on not only these hours issues, but ELDs and other things, that uh, they have the best information from us possible.
0: All right, good deal. It sounds like we are the last ones left in the hearing room, so we better wrap this up. Uh, Kevin and Allison, thank you very much for joining us again. Thank you. My pleasure. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at beefusa.org and follow us on Twitter at, at Beltway Beef.